Welcome back to The Rollout. I'm Jeff Pratt, also known as Hotline Fantasy on Twitter, and with me, as always, is Trent Henrich. How's it going, Trent? It's going good. I'm glad to get into episode three. Yeah, glad to have you, man. All right. This episode, we're going to take a look at one of the more competitive divisions in the league, the NFC North. Let's kick things off by analyzing the outlook for the Packers this year. Trent, how do you feel about the moves Green Bay made this offseason? You know, I don't feel great about what the Packers did in the draft. I think the players they drafted are really good, um, but they didn't fill the, the needs or the gaps um, that they had, especially on the, on the offensive side of the ball. But their first pick, they decided to go with Jordan Love um, from Utah State. Great quarterback, moves well in the pocket, struggled with turnovers in college. Um, but he has a really high ceiling because of how athletic he is. I see him similar to... Um, Josh Allen from the Bills. Uh, I think he's that that type of player. I'm not sure that caliber, but he's that size, 6'4", 6'5". Um, and then A.J. Dillon is who they drafted in the second round at running back. Uh, he was great at BC, uh, got a lot of touches. But my problem with this is they already have established players with Rodgers being one of the best quarterbacks of our generation and Aaron Jones, who killed it last year for the Packers. So I just don't think they – utilize their top draft picks this year yeah i mean to add off of what you just said it's clear that the packers front office prioritized their future instead of their present with the draft i mean looking at jordan love i think taking jordan love in the first round is crazy on its own but the fact that they traded up to take him is wild when he probably would have fallen to them honestly if they just stuck where they were in the first round but yeah he's a huge project as well i mean like you said he had a very uh, poor year at Utah State, his senior year, looking at especially the turnovers he had and uh, just failing to win against competition that he should have. Uh, his talent is there. He's got the upside. I do like your comparison of Josh Allen. I think they move and play similarly. But they really could have taken a look at drafting receiver if they wanted to trade up in the first round. They just had other holes, like you said. And then to take A.J. Dillon, with their second round pick, that's another position where uh, they already have an established guy there, an established star in Aaron Jones. They really took backups to their two best positions with their first two picks in this draft. Uh, and I don't know, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I think that it showed that they're really not willing to pay Aaron Jones the contract that we saw Christian McCaffrey get this offseason, which I guess that makes sense. But to draft Jordan Love in the first round when Aaron Rodgers is still in his prime and funny stat for you Aaron Rodgers is exactly the same age as Brett Favre was when the Packers actually drafted Aaron Rodgers so a cool little thing there it shows a a bit of a power shift in Green Bay and Rodgers you know acknowledged that himself in an interview he did earlier this week where he said he doesn't envision himself finishing his career in Green Bay or at least that's a possibility so yeah I agree with what you said Trent I think that both of these two uh picks in the 2020 NFL draft were certainly head scratchers. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they're giving enough attention to what they need to build around Rodgers. Rodgers has Devontae Adams, um, but was failing to connect with um, their other wide receivers on the team. So I thought, you know, the Packers really considered to to take one of their high draft picks and go after a big-name wide receiver in this draft. Um, they signed Devin Funches in the offseason, didn't do much for the Colts last year, used to play for the Panthers, had had a decent year with the Panthers, um, but I don't think he's like 
an X factor or guys you're really, you're really going to change this team. Um, so I still think the Packers or, and Rodgers specifically uh, probably wasn't too happy with what they did this offseason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they traded up to take Jordan Love. Receivers were starting to fall in the draft, too. I mean, C.D. Lamb was on the board at 17. You thought they might jump up to take him. Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager obviously went back-to-back uh, in that opposing order. Sorry, Rager went ahead of him in the early 20s. And then T. Higgins was still on the board. But, nope, Packers decided to go with a major project in Jordan Love. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. What was so confusing to me is that they were coming off a season where they were one win away from reaching the Super Bowl, and they had the talent. You thought that they would just use those first two picks to really build around their core, and they didn't do that. And, you you know, you mentioned they were one win away from being in the Super Bowl. So how do you feel their season's going to go this year? I'm not so sure, man. I honestly don't picture them winning this division. Uh, I think there's going to be – a bit of resentment between Aaron Rodgers and the front office, whether that comes to show uh, or comes to surface this season or next season will yet to be seen. But I think that they are going to struggle a little bit because obviously Devontae Adams right now is the only guy out there who's a reliable target for Aaron Rodgers. And he struggled to say to stay healthy in the past. Uh, last year, he missed a couple games with turf toe, didn't have a great fantasy season, which we'll get to later. But, yeah, Rodgers doesn't have a lot of help out there. So I'm not sure that they can go that far this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree with you, which is shocking. I don't <laughs> think they're going to win the division, like you said. I do think they'll be a wild card team. I don't think they completely just, you know, drop off the face of the earth. Um, they didn't make any offseason moves. But at the same time, they went 13-3 and last year. So I can't see them going from, like, 13-3 and to have, a, like, a, a losing record. I, I still see them. I'm um, squeaking in the playoffs, a wild card team. Um, I think, like you said, and you touched upon, Devontae Adams is going to have a lot of weight in his shoulders. He's going to see a lot of targets this year, and he's going to have to, you know, pull out some heroics to keep Rodgers happy and keep this team in playoff contention. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Thomas is going to be, or sorry, not Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams is going to be seeing Michael Thomas esque targets this season. He could have a, uh, a big push for that wide receiver one spot if he can stay healthy. So, you know, we're on that topic. Why don't we move to the fantasy side uh, of this team? Obviously, they have three major guys, Rodgers, Jones, and Adams, who we mentioned earlier. Jones had a fantastic year last year, finishing as RB2 in PPR leagues. Rodgers was solid as ever, finished as QB10. Adams missed four games with turf toe, as I said earlier. Somehow managed to finish as wide receiver 23-2. He pumped out a couple of big games. Who do you think is going to be the best fantasy asset on this team this year, Trent? For me, it's actually it's, there's no question. I think it's going to be Devontae Adams because if this team's going to have success, I think it's going to be um, heavily on his shoulders. Rodgers is a great quarterback, and he needs that reliable, trusty receiver in Adams to put up some just massive numbers. So I think Adams is going to see the targets. Um, he's going to get the opportunities, the red zone targets too. So I think he's going to put up really big numbers. I think that's why he is um, the, uh, for, for PPR formats, he's wide receiver two, I think, for a pre-draft. And I think that's why, is, and like you t- touched upon, he's going to see Michael Thomas as numbers and, and targets. Uh, so I think Adams is going to be the guy for fantasy to own the Rogers, or for the Packers this year. 
Yeah, I would agree with you there. I think presuming that he can stay healthy, he's going to have a monster year. Aaron Jones, I am expecting a bit of a drop-off. Obviously, the addition of A.J. Dillon, he's not going to just ride the bench. He's a second-round pick. He will get touches. And you forget, they also have Jamal Williams, who's one of the most capable uh, backup running backs in the league. So that backfield is certainly crowded. Uh, Yeah, so I don't think Aaron Jones is going to have as great of a year. He could even finish outside of the top 10 for fantasy running backs at this point. We know what Aaron Rodgers is. He's going to put up similar numbers. Not giving him weapons on offense doesn't help his fantasy case, but he's still going to be a guy you can put in your starting lineup every week. Yeah, and I mean, don't be surprised if a guy like um, Devin Funches or Alan Lazard last year, he started to shine a little bit to see if those guys might put up a lot bigger numbers this year. Um, everyone's going to be focused on Devontae Adams. Every decent defense is going to scheme around stopping him from getting the ball. So someone's going to have to um, come come in this wide receiving core and start catching some passes from Rodgers. So um, keep an eye out for some of those smaller name guys too and you're, um, you know, adding them on the wave wire or something like that in the middle of the season. Absolutely. I mean, you would think that would be the case either, uh, either that or Devontae Adams is going to catch 200 passes next year. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So why don't we move on to the team who I think we both think is going to come out of the NFC North, which is the Minnesota Vikings. Taking a look at their key additions, uh, pretty nice addition that they made to their defense was Michael Pierce. Uh, he was a former Ravens D tackle. He actually was a top five run stopping nose tackle for the past three years. So that was uh, a signing that went under the radar a little bit just because it wasn't flashy, but it was really solid to what they needed to do. Obviously, they drafted Justin Jefferson with their first round pick, the LSU wide receiver. And I also like Jeff Gladney, the TCU cornerback. He was a first round pick and the replacement for Xavier Rhodes, who they cut this year. Uh, Xavier Rhodes has been getting burned the last couple of years. I know he was an all pro corner, but it was it was his time in Minnesota. And I'm glad they got his replacement. So, Trent, how do you feel about the additions that the Vikings made this offseason? I mean, I think they did exactly what they did to this offseason, especially Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be the best. And this is going to sound crazy. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver out of this draft. Um, really? Yeah. I, I, I'm going to throw it out there. I think he's going to have – I think he has the potential to have the best first year. I don't know career-wise about the best career. I really like him, though. Um he came in uh, on on LSU, made a big impact. Even though they had Joe Burrow at quarterback, he put up some pretty insane numbers. I think he tied the FBS in catches. Um, he was second in in the, in the NCAA, sorry, in um, touchdowns behind one of his teammates. So he saw a lot of targets last year, but he catches almost everything. And he's lining up um, with Adam Thielen. Who's the, I feel like the same type of player get really trusty hands. So both of them, get, if if Kirk Cousins can get them the ball, I think they're going to have a, a really solid wide receiving core. Having Justin Jefferson line up alongside Adam Thielen, so I think you're going to see a lot out of Jefferson this season. Um, and like like you touched upon, Michael Pierce was big for them at, at defensive tackle. Um, it's really really fill, fill a gap, especially in, in the uh, stopping the run, and then Gladney as well is a great pickup at cornerback. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I would say to counter your point about Jefferson having a big year is that he and Adam Thielen actually usually play in the same position. They run out of the slot in offenses. So one of them is going to have to be on the outside. It will probably end up being Thielen for most of the year, but there could be an adjustment period for Jefferson, especially playing against 
high-level cornerbacks, which you didn't always see week to week when you played for LSU. But I, you're absolutely right. Justin Jefferson, he could have a great year this year. He could have a great career. He's definitely going to have the opportunity now that Stephon Diggs isn't there. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, so Trent, how do you think the Vikings are going to do this season? You might as well get into that. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the team that's that's going to come out of the NFC North, you know. Um, they they made the right additions in the offseason. They had a great season last year. I think they were 10-6, and six, um, but they had a couple of close losses, and um, they were competing with everyone week to week. Uh, they still have one of the best running backs in the league, Dalvin Cook. I, honestly, my biggest worry for this team is how well Kirk Cousins will get um, the wideouts and the tight ends, the ball. Um, never been a huge fan of Kirk Cousins. He's never shined uh, in the spotlight. I think, I don't, I don't know the exact stat, but it's like he's never won a Monday night football game or something like that. Or I think it's something like it's that. Something it's like crazy. that. Like, I, I, he's played in like 13 of them and still hasn't won. So I'm not huge on Kirk Cousins, especially when he's, he's in the spotlight. Um, but I like um, everything they put around him. So I, I do think they're going to be the team that comes out of this division. I mean, you're absolutely right. We haven't seen. Uh, any evidence that proves Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that can go out and win you clutch games. Obviously, they had a big win against the Saints uh, in the offseason last year, but or not the offseason, the postseason, sorry. Uh, but Kirk Cousins, in terms of a fantasy regard, he had a bit of a down year last year, finished as QB 18. Uh, and then looking at the other assets on that team, Dalvin Cook, regardless of fantasy, he's going to have a monster year if he can stay healthy. He finished as RB6 in PPR leagues last year, missed a couple games due to what was it, hamstring injuries. I think so. But yeah. other than yeah, other than that, he's gonna really have to carry this offense, especially if Kirk Cousins can't make the throws necessary when they need to win the game. Yeah, so I mean, in terms of fantasy, I, I also think um even though he's he's getting up there in age, Kyle Rudolph is really good. He's he's gonna line up with Dion and Justin Jefferson, and all of them have great hands. So even if Kirk Cousins isn't that accurate with his throws, I think his completion percentage could be really high this year just because who he's throwing the ball to. He also has Irv Smith Jr., who's going to be a second-year tight end um, this coming up year. And a lot of pressure is going to be off his shoulders on like third and short because he knows Dalvin Cook. He can hand the ball and he can get the job done. So um, in terms of fantasy, I think a lot of those guys are going to have a good year. I don't think Kirk Cousins is really relevant. I'm not going to draft him as a quarterback in any of my leagues. Uh, but I could, uh, Dalvin Cook is going to come off your board in PPR in, in the first seven picks. Uh, Thielen's been rising a little bit. I think he's maybe a, 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 in the high 20s um, for pre-draft rankings. Uh, Thielen, I mean, uh, sorry, Kyle Rudolph, I don't think you have to draft him. I think you can just pick him up on the waiver wire. And then Justin Jefferson is a really good dynasty guy to draft. Yeah, Rudolph's definitely a really nice waiver wire pickup because you know he's going to get targets. He gets a lot of red zone targets, especially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you said earlier that the Vikings finished only ten and six last year, and they did. But that was really due to injuries. I feel like Cook, obviously, as I said earlier, had a couple of uh, key hamstring injuries that made him miss a couple games. And Adam Thielen only played in ten games in the regular season due to some really bad hamstring injuries. I wouldn't expect that uh, those injury bugs to haunt them again this season. Though Those 10 games, or those six games, sorry, were actually the only games Adam Thielen has missed in his career so oh. far. So I expect him to be back healthy as ever next year. And Dalvin Cook, as long as they manage his workload, don't give him too many carries, I think he'll be able to stay on the field. And this Viking team will have a really good year. I totally agree. All right, so why don't we move on to the third team in this division, and that will be the Chicago Bears. Trent, how do you feel about the additions the Bears made this offseason? 
to be honest with you, uh, I really don't like what they did. Um, I think Nick Foles um, is definitely probably the highlight. I don't like Nick Foles that much, but I don't think Mitch Trubisky should be able to be the quarterback for any NFL team ever. Um, <laughs> so Nick Foles is an upgrade for Mitch Trubisky. I'll give them that. I do like Jimmy Graham at tight end. He's getting up there in age, but I think he'll be a good veteran guy um, to have Nick Foles or Trubisky throw the ball to. I'm not even sure he's going to start week one. Uh, they drafted Cole Komet. Uh, I'm honestly not sure why. Like, he's a really good player, but they uh, they have like eight or nine tight ends now. Which yeah, is, yeah, they have nine tight ends in their roster. It's yeah, crazy. That is absurd. That is completely outrageous. Um, a note on their draft is I, I think they, they didn't have a first round pick, a third round pick, or a fourth round pick at all. None, yeah. none of it. So they, like they trade a lot of those picks uh went to Oakland for Khalil Mack. Exactly. So I mean this team can't even build on their future this year because they all their picks came in the second and fifth and sixth round. Like I don't even know what they drafted because I wasn't even watching the draft at that point. So um, I don't think they did much this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you there. The one argument I can make, say that they didn't have to do that much, is that you look at the Bears a couple of years ago, they were a serious playoff contender. Obviously, all we remember from that year is the double doink, but um, they had a pretty good year leading up to that. Uh, they were a defensive powerhouse, which they still were last year. Khalil Mack is a perennial depoy candidate. And then on the offensive side of the ball, while you hate Trubisky, I am a little higher on him than you are, whereas I think that he is a capable starting quarterback in this league when he's healthy. He wasn't healthy for the majority of last year. I think there's a big difference in his game when he is. He's able to scramble. When he's out of the pocket moving more, I think he can be much more effective. But that being said, Nick Foles is an obvious upgrade. Obviously, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And if anyone knows how to get the job done, it's him. So. While his contract is horrible, I don't hate the move they made, although I really would have loved to see them pick up Cam Newton, to be honest. And then, like you said, the tight end mystery is kind of ridiculous. You know, signing Jimmy Graham and then drafting Cole Komet in the second round, I thought he was a great pick for them uh, or for any team that matter. He was the number one tight end off the board uh, and the number one in pre-draft rankings, but it just didn't make sense when you have so many guys on the roster. Yeah, uh, to touch upon what you said um, like a minute ago, if I I would take Cam Newton a hundred times before I take Mitch Trubisky once. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's no way we're talking. We're talking about Nick Foles here, though, not Mitch Trubisky. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm I'm taking. I am starting Cam Newton before I put Trubisky on my roster. Trent, that, you you'd put yourself out on the field before Mr. Trubisky. Honestly, I, Jeff, I'd put you. I, I, I'd kill you before I put Trubisky. I, I'd kill you. Anyway. That's, is that supposed to be insulting? No, that's a compliment for you, Jeff. All right? Okay. Thank um, you. I, mean, I think I'm an NFL-ready quarterback, too, <laughs> if any scouts are out there listening. Um, but but anyway, like like you said, um, I, did, I, I mean, Foles is, good, is a good ad. Um, I don't think they did – anything that really helped their team um, to an extent where they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, as we go to the predictions for me, I don't see them as a playoff team. Um, I probably see them winning six games max only because of their defense. Honestly, their defense is really going to shine this year. 
Um, how, how do you feel about their predictions? I actually think that they're going to compete for that wild card spot for the Packers, and I think that they have a chance at beating them out for it. I'm not going to lie. I think if Nick Foles can stay healthy for an entire year, uh, and he has uh, actually some offensive weapons around him, which he didn't have in Jacksonville, I think this team can make a push. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you're hurting my head, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> this... I mean listen, when you look at their receiving core, they have one of the best receivers in the league in Allen Robinson. Robinson's coming off of a career-high year where he had 98 receptions for 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. He was wide receiver eight in fantasy leagues. He's going to be a monster. And let me, let me say this. He was wide receiver eight, and you put those numbers up, with Mitch Trubisky throwing him the ball. He's going to be an absolute weapon for Nick Foles this year. And you look at second-year running back David Montgomery, who was a bit inconsistent. That was mostly because they didn't give him the ball that much. They're going to pound the rock a lot more with him this year. Their offensive line is solid. I think Jimmy Graham was a good addition for them. I think this team is going to compete with the Packers for that wild card spot. Jeff, do you know what this team is? What is this team? This team is a bunch of ex-Jaguars. Yeah. Jaguars and what did the Jaguars do a couple years ago? They almost beat the Patriots in the AFC Conference Championship. I don't know what year you're talking about. In 2016, the Jaguars won three games. So, and that's a couple of years ago. So, to put that in perspective, and the Jaguars have never been that good. In what my, do you mean? They, they almost beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship a couple of years ago. Yeah, led by Blake Bortles. I think that was the only time they've made the playoffs. Hey, they, they were still really good. Ever. They still beat a much better Steelers team than they did in Pittsburgh. Either way, I don't think. There's much on this team. I mean, I do not like Allen Robinson that much. I know you like him. I think his numbers were so inflated last year because he was the, like, I honestly argue he was the only wide receiver on the team. That's not true. Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel both had pretty productive years. Anthony Miller was in his rookie season. He had a pretty good year, nonetheless. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, like, Allen Robinson is in the position that, like, Devontae Adams is in right now. Like, he's the... Only he was the only capable wide receiver on the team last year. So what? Then he's in the same situation going into this year, and he's got a better quarterback throwing him the ball. So a fantasy value, yeah. Robinson sure has some fantasy value, but as a team, I mean, you can't have just one wide receiver win a game for you. That's just not how it works, in my well, opinion. Well, you know the pat, but that's how the Packers are going to do it this year. I mean, I I didn't say the Packers were winning this division, did I? No, but you said that they were going to win the uh, that they were going to earn a wild card spot, and I'm arguing that the Bears could earn a wild card spot. Well, so by I your mean, logic, the Bears should be able to get a wild card spot. I no? mean, uh, I would I would argue that Aaron Jones is a lot better than David Montgomery. Yeah, but uh, we we could also argue that Aaron Jones might sit out some of this year with a contract dispute. Uh, and there's a lot there's a lot we could argue, but we don't have time for. Yeah, fair but, enough. Um, on on this and on this team, please, I do like um, Tariq Cohen. I think Montgomery is good too. Um, he's young; he's had some time to shine. I think they both have um, fantasy value. We'll start talking some fantasy here. Um, personally, in PPR, Tariq Cohen is the guy I draft uh, for um, standard. I'm going to go with David Montgomery just based on who's going to get red zone uh, carries, and for Cohen, he's going to get a lot of pitches. Robinson, I know you're a guy. You look, you like to draft a lot in mock drafts. Not, I'm not huge on him. I could see him going in the what late 20s, early 30s. Jeff, is that about right? Uh, I think a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, mid 20s. Yeah, something mid mid 20s. 
And Jimmy Graham, you're not going to draft, but another guy that you could definitely pick up off the waiver wires, kind of like Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'll just leave you with this before we head on to the Lions. Allen Robinson will be a top five fantasy receiver this year. Mark my words, put it down. In PPR leagues, that is. Would you would you like to, to gamble, sir? I would like to gamble. <laughs> five dollars. All right. First bet made on the rollout. Five All bucks. Right, mark it mark it down. Everyone. I'll mark it down. Mark it down, our editor. Oh, wait, that's me. All right. <laughs> let's move let's move on to the Lions, who are uh, honestly the laughing stock of this division. <laughs> But that's not saying much because when healthy, they put together kind of a nice roster. Looking at their key additions, obviously they took Jeff Okuda, third overall in the draft, Ohio State cornerback. He's really good. They also drafted DeAndre Swift, Georgia running back, for their second-round pick. And then they made a couple of nice signings, bringing in Jamie Collins from the Patriots and Desmond Trufant, another good cornerback. Trent, how do you feel the Lions did this offseason? You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Jeff. I think at the beginning of that, you completely underestimated the Lions by saying they're the laughing stock of this division. But it happened for the past couple of years. I'm saying for this year that the Lions will be competing for a wild card spot. I mean, when the Bears win that wild card spot, then it won't that, happen. That will not happen. <laughs> um, the Lions honestly did a lot this offseason that really helps their team. They beefed up their defense. Um, taking Jeff Okuda with the third overall pick. He did unbelievably at Ohio State last year. He's going to have Desmond Trufant with him as well. They already have an established defense. They added Jamie Collins. I think they did a lot for their defense there. Swift's going to be a guy. I think he's going to have a major impact with this team of running back. Carrion Johnson has not found his footing really um, last year. The year before, he started to shine a little bit. But I think Swift's going to come in um, and see a lot of touches this year. And I think what they have on this team has a lot of potential. And you're going to be surprised with the record that the Lions put out this year. We'll see. We'll see about that. I think they're an eight-win team at most. And that's just because the guys they have, they can't stay healthy. You look at Matthew Stafford, he missed eight games last year. Carryon Johnson, who, as you mentioned, struggled. He missed eight games last year. TJ Hawkinson, their former first-round tight end, missed four games last year. Uh they're really a team that is defined by their injuries year in and year out. Matthew Stafford, I don't really trust his back. Back injuries are scary to me. Obviously, if he's healthy, that's a different story, but I'm just not so sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're an eight-win team at most this year. I want to throw this stat at you, Jeff. Okay. 14 of their games last year were decided by a touchdown or less. Yeah, that sounds like the Bucks. That sounds like the Bucks last year too. And did I, the Bucks have did the Bucks have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs last year? No, but their quarterback <laughs> also had eye surgery, so a little bit different. And yeah, he, he also Lions led did, the league in passing yards. And the Lions didn't have their starting quarterback for a while. And Matthew Stafford, they were starting David Blau for a while, and yeah. whoever else they could throw in there. So David Blau's a magician, man. Yeah. Okay. I honestly think that the Lions aren't given enough credit for what they do in uh, in this division especially. They're they're not an easy division. Even though they only put up a mere three wins last year, I think you're going to see that number more than double this year. Um, my prediction for this team is, is honestly they're going to they're gonna compete for a playoff spot. I think they're going to be a nine-win team. I think they're going to put some things together. Stafford, 
every single year, I feel like, I mean, he got hurt last year. He missed eight games. But I feel like every single year, he's a top 10 quarterback. I think it's hard, yeah. I think it's hard to argue that he does, like, yards and touchdowns. He puts up some big numbers. He does put up, he does put up some big numbers. I'll give you that. And I mean, if you look at the fantasy assets on this team, they definitely have the weapons to make a run. I'll give you that. Stafford, he is a top 10 fantasy quarterback when healthy. Kenneth Galladay, he's one of our favorite wide receivers. He finished as wide receiver nine in PPR leagues last year. Wildly underrated player. He's really good. He's going to put up some great numbers this year. Okay, uh, and then Marvin Jones is a guy that you also like to draft a lot, Trent, in, in your leagues. Um, I'm not that high on him, but he is a pretty competent wide receiver too. They have the weapons on this team. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, they, they have the weapons weapons, and they have the defense. So if they can put it together, I don't see why they can't be a wildcard team this year. Kenny Galladay, like you touched upon, <clears throat> is an unbelievable wide receiver. He's, he's young. It's only I think it's going to be like his third, second year in the NFL. And, I mean, he puts up some wild numbers last year. Crazy hands, made some incredible plays. Um, and he was catching the ball a lot of the time from – from David Blau, who you call a magician, but still finishing wide receiver nine, not having Stafford for eight games is pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, he made the most of his opportunities. He actually only caught 65 balls last year, but he turned that into 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. So when he sees more regular targets from a better quarterback in Matthew Stafford, he can make a legitimate push to join the elite ranks of year for sure. Mm-hmm. Totally all right, so now that we've touched on all four teams of this division, we're going to be introducing a new segment called Rapid Fire. This is a new segment, and in it, I will ask Trent a series of rapid-fire questions, which he must answer off the top of his head while giving a very brief description backing his answer, if he chooses to. After each of his answers, I will respond in the same rapid-fire manner with my answers. All right, Trent, are you ready for the first question? Let's hear it. Who was the best offseason pickup in this division? I'm going to go with Michael Pierce. I think he was probably the uh, – he filled the biggest gap um, for the Vikings team. I'm going to go with Pierce. Fair enough. I can't disagree with you on that one. The only other guy I'd say is Nick Foles, but I also hate his contract. So, moving on. What was the best draft pick made out of these four teams? That's easy for me. I raved about him earlier. Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to be – Possibly the best wide receiver out of this class, um, and he's made the biggest impact on any of these teams. Fair enough. I'm going to disagree with you there and say Jeff Okuda. He's their Darius Slave replacement in Detroit. I think he's going to be a perennial pro bowler. Okay. Who's going to have a better fantasy season, Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson? Oh, this is the easiest one. Kenny Galladay. No description needed. Allen Robinson for the same reason. (laughs) Moving on. Will Aaron Jones be a top 10 fantasy running back this year? I'm going to say, I'll go with yes. He's going to be exactly 10th. He will, Aaron Jones will be running back 10th this year. I think he'll be running back 8th this year. Oh, all right. Who's the starting running back for the Lions by the end of the season? By the end of the season, I'm going to say Swift. I think he'll be the starter. I'm actually going to give it to Carrion Johnson as long as he can stay healthy, which I think will put together a surprising bounce back campaign this year. Okay, are you ready? Will Aaron Rodgers be on the Packers this time next year? Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going anywhere just yet. Maybe maybe a couple years down the line, but not yet. I would agree with you there for the most part because the contract is way too big to move at this point. 
And finally, yeah. will any of these NFC North teams win a Super Bowl in the next three years? Three years, I'm going to go with no. But if I had to choose one to win the next three years, I would say the Packers. And that would be based on the fact that they may make um, some moves to, to put targets around Aaron Rodgers. Fair enough. I'm going to say no as well. All right, guys. That's a wrap on episode three of the rollout. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll be back Friday to analyze the NFC West. Stay safe out there, everyone.